Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Kings Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at KingsCast. Like on Facebook and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Welcome to Kings Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy's Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy's Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we are coming off of a one week hiatus. Uh, where we didn't have an episode. So it's been a couple weeks since we've been back on the podcast. Um, we're happy to be back on. We took a break a break because uh, it was football opening Sunday. So Ryan and I were checking that out. Um, but if you are curious about all of Kings Cast episode, you can go back and check out our entire catalog streaming um, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, bringing in Ryan was good today, man. I'm hanging out, dude. Sundays are always glorious. Uh, during football season, it was a good day. Uh, some good games just got done watching that that New England and Seattle game. Um, that was a really good Sunday night game. Really enjoyed that. Um, but I'm happy to be back and talking some Kangs. A lot of stuff has happened since uh, two weeks ago, so I'm excited to get into it, man. Yeah, we're back on. It's been it's been a little bit tough to try to find some recording time. We've been pretty busy. Ryan's had a pretty chaotic work schedule, like working evenings and stuff, and I work the days. And then our usual recording times on the weekend. And last weekend was was that opening day of football, and we were like, to be honest, man, let's take a break from the Kings. We deserve it. We've been covering these guys since the beginning of uh, the last season, nonstop, kept going, and and it was a good time. And we figured uh, that GM hire we'd have some stuff to come in and talk about over the next couple of weeks. So yeah, I'm juiced to be back on, man. Um, uh, what have you been doing to kill time? I mean, the, the sports are back. So you playing, I know 2k came out, Madden came out. So I've been gaming a little bit, watching YouTube stuff, watching all the games. What's, what's been your thing right now? Yeah. So like you said, man, I've, I've been working a lot. Um, have been playing some Madden a little bit online. I bought 2k. I usually don't get into 2k really deep until like December. Um, once I kind of get over Madden and then I pretty much play 2k from December until about July. And then I pretty much go no video games in August until the new games come out. But, uh, been playing little games, um, getting ready for the baby next month, you know? So, uh, been busy, man, just a lot of, a lot of stuff going on, but, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I, let's, let's get into this dude. Let's talk basketball. Come on. Enough you about, enough to, about my life, man. I'm ready. You ready, you ready to go basketball. Well, I, I brought up something. I, the reason I brought up, I asked, you know, what you were doing. I've been killing some time. So Kings fans might be interested in this. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put this link out here pretty soon, but there's this new podcast that I've been listening to. Um, and it's kind of like a, it's a little different than, than your usual podcast. This one's more of um, like a documentary podcast or something like that. And it's about um, Tim Donaghy and the entire kind of NBA 
uh, you know, cheating scandal uh, that happened and then betting on games. And it's kind of going in, in and out. So right now it's currently dropping one episode per week. So I'm kind of mid-season and they haven't got to the Kings. Um, yeah, I saw this kind of deep on Kings Twitter. Someone had shared this link that this series was coming out probably like two months ago. So I got it. But if you're a Kings fan and you, you, you know, were interested about that entire scandal and how it really went down, I recommend you checking this out. I sent this over to you, Ryan. Do you think you're going to give it a listen or no? Yeah, I'm actually uh, going to listen on the way to work tomorrow night. Um, you had actually sent that to me like how long ago? It's been a it's few. Been a mi- yeah, it's, it's been, been a minute. minute. It's been a minute. Life's just been crazy. But I actually totally forgot about it until we started talking about it uh, right before the pod. So um, I will listen to it uh, on my way to work, you know, during my commute and stuff. I'll, I'll replace that with uh, or I'll put that in, in replacement of the Joe Rogan podcast this week. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, there's, so there's been there it's there's been a lot of sports on. I figured we probably should talk a little bit about. Um, I wanted to bring up a little bit about the NBA playoffs right now with you because uh, I was probably two one or two episodes ago we were talking about the Clippers um, that series and how he, how Kawhi Leonard had had kind of a dud in the fourth quarter and you kind of were talking about it and I wouldn't listen back. I always like to listen back to our, our past episode before we record just to get a refresher. And I caught on there. Uh, you were kind of knocking on, um, on Kawhi Leonard. I, you know, you, you, I don't remember exactly what you said, but you weren't really surprised. I don't think you're really surprised that the Clippers got knocked out like everybody else is, huh? No. All right. So when, when you look back at the history of Kawhi Leonard, Okay. Um, when Kawhi came in, he was a young, lengthy dude who played hell of defense, right? And he was on a team with a bunch of Hall of Famers and uh, with a Hall of Fame coach. Um, so Kawhi kind of got that, uh, you know, in the in that year in the finals when they beat the Heat and he became the Finals MVP. He didn't average like crazy points that season. I think he averaged thirteen or fourteen a game in the playoffs. He averaged like seventeen, um, and he just played a lot of defense. So. Um, you know, that, that's that's where Kawhi got this start is he was such a great defender and all this. Um, transitioned Kawhi going to Toronto. He was with a really, really good team, um, probably one of the best front offices in the league, uh, and a great cast with Kyle Lowry and Siakam and uh, Van Fleet and all that. Um, and then when he came to the Clippers this year, people were automatically just like, dude, the Clippers, Kawhi, Paul George. And me, I look at it as, you know, Toronto was good before he got there. They're going to be, you know, they were, he, he took them to the next level a little bit. All right. Granted, if Golden State didn't get hurt last year, Kawhi's not winning a championship in Toronto. But then you look at, look at Toronto this year, they were a really good basketball team without him. Uh, so I'm, I'm very much on the train of, I think Kawhi is a little bit overrated. People give him a little bit too much and they try to put him in that same class as uh, LeBron James and Kevin Durant. And it's obvious it's not, dude. I, I've been saying this for Kawhi Leonard's whole career. He's not in that class right there. He's not up there with uh, James Harden and LeBron and Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. He's not in that class. Anthony Davis, no, he's not. It's obvious this guy did not not score in the fourth quarter of a game seven to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Are you kidding me? Are you, are you fucking kidding me? If that was LeBron James, people would be freaking crucifying this dude. They'd be... LeBron's LeBron's legacy shot. Uh, so I'm not surprised at this by all at all. Sorry, I'm going a little bit about this. I'm not surprised at all. I I it was very refreshing when I saw that happen. I was just like, all right, cool. People are finally going to see what I've been saying this whole time. So it's pretty satisfying that I did say that a couple weeks before it actually happened. 
Well, in in sports, uh, everybody likes to be a sports fan, and there's different like levels of sports fandom, you know. And um, I feel like Kawhi Leonard has become kind of like the the media loves him, and it's one of those things that people automatic he automatically gets thrown in to the discussion as best player in the league. And it seems like a lot of those fans just kind of accept that. They don't really question it. They're like, oh, yeah, no, of course, of course. Without any, you know, with any thought and really looking at it and breaking down his career like you just did, um, it's just that acceptance of a, of a take. And, and I'm with you. That's why ahead of the season, I, I want to say that I picked the Clippers to be the fourth best team in the West. Like, I picked them behind the Nuggets and the Rockets. And so I still have and, the and, list and, written down that me and you did on one of the very first Kings Cast podcasts, dude. Um, I still have that list somewhere. I'm going to find it, or we can just listen to the first podcast that we did with our predictions. But yeah, dude, me and you both were right there. We had LA. Uh, coming out of the West. And I want to say that you did have Denver as your two seed. So uh, maybe the Rockets was, it might've been the Rockets, but well, you yeah, did, one, you know, me, me and you definitely have been on that. Yeah, no, the, the playoffs have been, have been awesome to watch. I've, I'm, um, I like, I like them, man, it, especially what's going out there in the Eastern conference, um, the shake up there. Um, and then, and then the Western conference, you know, I know, I know King Kings fans, you know, everyone hates the Lakers, but, LeBron James, you and I ahead of the season both were like, this guy's an MVP. This guy's a, um, you know, the, I think they're gonna they're gonna take it all the way. I think LeBron James is still that that guy, you know. And I'm a Kings fan, but I'm not, I'm not afraid to just state the obvious. And and you know, you and I have been big LeBron James fans forever, so you know, we're just gonna speak what it is. Uh, did you have anything you want to bring to the podcast about the whole MVP thing? Yeah, or- dude. All right, so like, I'm not gonna sit here and try to hide. I am I am a very big Kings fan. I love the Kings, um, but LeBron James has probably been my favorite player over the last 15 years. Um, obviously, he's on the Lakers, and I hope they freaking lose. Um, <laughs> but I am realistic about the situation, and LeBron James is the best basketball player in the game. Still, in year 17, he is still the best basketball player in the game, and for him not to win the MVP this year is absolutely ridiculous. It is abs- it's biased. He is 35 years old. He averaged almost 27 points a game, led the league in assists, right? A bounce-back year. And and for everybody who's been writing him off and saying he's done, LeBron James was the MVP of the league this year, not even close, okay? And it, it was absolutely ludicrous that he only got 16 first-place votes. That is the most biased thing I have ever seen. And me and you, when me and you were watching football today, I showed you that those things of everything that LeBron James has been snubbed out of his career. He's been snubbed out of multiple MVP uh, awards, multiple Defensive Player of the Year awards, where they're giving it to Marcus Saul. All right, there, there's been multiple times in LeBron James' career where he's got snubbed, and it's a lot of it's because people are just biased and everybody loves Jordan, and every time LeBron gets an award or every time LeBron does something, it, it's, a, it's a shot at Jordan's legacy, and it's LeBron climbing up that ladder and people trying to hold him down. Um, again, I'm very real. Um, you know, I, I, I try not to be biased, and LeBron James is, again, the best player in the league, and it's absolutely crazy. I, I I agree with everything you said. You know, beginning of the year, we were talking about, like, our predictions, and it's getting to the end, and a lot of that stuff's being announced or it's coming kind of true as far as who's going to make it and whatnot. And um, I, I, I distinctly remember you and I telling Doug uh, when, we were, when we were recording once about uh, – you're talking about LeBron James because I, I want to say he was on the Clippers as number one seed bandwagon was, yeah. if, if we, when we were talking. And, and – you and I both were like, Doug, 
better watch out this dude lebron james might fuck around i think i quote you quote like lebron james might fuck around and get a triple or not triple double but uh, uh lead the league and assist this year yeah. you know like we saw that kind of coming so that's that's super impressive just to just to all of a sudden just lead your team in that stat category this late you know so um i I don't know. It's just the same thing, same frustrations with the NBA media that we have with the local media, local sports media. It's just like, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what it is. I think that's a good take, though, about it. It's it, how it just um, takes a little bit off of, of Jordan's legacy yeah. and elevates LeBron. Yeah, that's what it is, is a lot of the people who in the media, they love Jordan and, and they think that, uh, you know, Jordan is just as God. And I'm in the boat of, if I had to pick a team in their primes and I had the number one pick, I would take LeBron James number one over anybody in the history of the NBA. Um, but there's people, there's people in the media and it's obvious that they're trying to hold LeBron down because every time he does something, he's getting closer and closer uh, to taking over Jordan as the goat, as the goat status. So uh, it's crazy, dude. Like, you text me too. You were like, "Dude, what's up with that MVP voting? That is ridiculous." All right, even if you are going to give it to Giannis, all right, even if you do give it to Giannis, it's got to be a little closer than that. It cannot be that one-sided. It cannot be that one-sided. And it's 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 awesome because every time LeBron doesn't win the MVP, he goes off in the playoffs and he proves to you that he is the MVP of the league. But it's you know it's a regular season award. It's it's just a bunch of crap, dude. I just I don't get it, man. It's like that Derrick Rose year. Oh, God. <laughs> when, Don't even get me yeah. started. They, oh, they were always hating God. on him because he went, he went to the Miami Heat, right? Was that his Dude. last first yes. year in the Miami Heat? Yes. That was LeBron. That, that might have been the best LeBron. Actually, uh, no, like, the year after. Sorry. That 2012. Uh, yeah, that 2012 year when they beat Oklahoma City, that was the best LeBron. I think that we ever saw, um, but that was LeBron's prime dude. And they gave it to a Derrick Rose guy who averaged like 22 points a game, dude. Like Derek, it was like 22 or 23. Derek Rose, like they, the bulls were the number one seed, I believe. Um, but dude, he averaged like 22, 23 a game. It, it wasn't like LeBron's stats were like astronomical that year. And if he got snubbed, it's just ridiculous. I, I, we can talk all day about this, dude. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous how people hold LeBron down. Um, and, and it's just, it's ridiculous, dude. I, I don't know what else to say about it. I think the next thing that will come is, is if, if the Lakers do happen to, to make it there and, and they happen to win, um, I think I think they'll get criticized because of the season, you know? Well, it's <laughs> like, well, it's, well, it was kind of a weird season, so well, I guess, you, you know, it you doesn't know, really count as much. You know what I was thinking tonight? So I, I watched the end of that Lakers game when and Anthony Davis hit that three to win it. You, you know what's going to happen? The Lakers are going to win the finals, and – People are going to look at it because AD is probably going to win the finals MVP. And people are going to look at it and say, oh, LeBron was carried this, this. Man, get the hell out of here, dude. Get out of here with that crap. It's people. That's what people are going to talk about. Oh, look at Anthony Davis hit that three just to put him up 2-0. Anthony Davis led them in scoring in the finals. Who gives a shit, dude? LeBron being able to run the point for that team. To, to play big for that team, to play defense for that team, to set up Anthony Davis. The dude has the awareness to get Anthony Davis going. He's so unselfish as a basketball player that he's deferring to another guy to get, to get scoring, and he's affecting the game in other ways. That's why LeBron James is the best player. Jordan wouldn't have done that, dude. That's what's – I don't – all right, no, we're not talking about it. Don't want to get that. It's, no, it's, it's interesting, it's, and it's just fun. Like I said, we brought it up over the, over the last year of doing these, and it's, you know, it's – 
for people listening, you know, it, it's you got to watch others. You got to watch basketball, and we we firmly believe that a lot of Kings fans just don't watch the NBA as a whole. And I've said it the last couple, last couple. So watch the league. The whole league um, is, you know, is really there's a lot of talent out there, and a lot of different coaching styles out there, and it and it really helps you kind of compare your team and where your team is at and where players on your team are. Um, you know, to the grand scheme of the league and gives you a little bit of perspective, you know, and you got to get out there and watch different sports, man. Um, But looking, just looking, this would be the time of the year where you, we would be getting ready for the next season, right? Because like, you know, we're going into October. By now we'd already know who the, who the draft picks are, the the acquisitions are. So it's going to be a little bit of of a different year, but kind of looking ahead. I thought about this the other day, looking ahead uh, for the Kings, the uh, the the Pacific Division is going to be super difficult next year, man. The, all right, so who? All right, so the Suns came on. Golden State's going to bounce back. Um, Portland will be Portland. LA is going to be LA. The Clips will be the Clippers. Who knows what the hell is going to happen there? Who am I missing? Well, I don't think Portland's in the Pacific Division. What are they in? I don't know. They're in the same one. They're the same one as as the Timberwolves. Uh, is that the Minnesota? As, the Spurs, as like the Spurs and stuff, dude. It's, Am it's, I messing it's, that up? Yeah, you you Who's are. It? But it's, it's, it's Clippers, <laughs> Clippers, Golden okay. State, both L, uh, both LA teams, and Phoenix. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, right, I, sorry, you think Portland, was, and I'm like, no. Yeah, sorry. I was. I think I was doing Western Conference in my head, and it just kind of got in there. Uh, well, the reason I bring I brought up because you're right. Like the whole uh, the obvious statement for sure is is oh the Western Conference is going to be tough. Like we know that, but just the Pacific Division um, as a whole really is where you play a lot of those games. You know, you're going to play a lot of those games within there, and, and you got to kind of win a lot of those games too to even be relevant within the, the division. And really looking at it, like Kings are going to be kind of the early favorites to be probably last place in that division next year, huh? No, for sure. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's not even especially it all right. So if the season would have ended when it was supposed to end, uh no, Sacramento probably wouldn't have. But because Phoenix came and went like eight and no in the bubble, uh for sure Sacramento's at the very, very bottom. Yeah. It's gonna be tough. I, I didn't mean to do it in like to do this whole like next year prediction. It was just like a random thought I had. Because I've been seeing, you know, just seeing some stuff on the Warriors and the Warriors position that they're in and, and how, uh, you know, they, they're going to be healthy and they're going to have assets to uh, get better. So um, that, that's just, you know, I, I got my, my, my head kind of thinking and kind of looking ahead at, at next year and especially with all this Lakers talk and all that stuff. And so. It's kind of crazy. Um, I was reading through Bleacher Report the other day. Um, probably a new segment I'm probably going to want to do, Ryan, um, every podcast, just because these are coming out so much right now, and they're, they're really fun. It's uh, like Bleacher Report trades or, you know, journalist trades, if you will. So I guess I'll call it. So it's just like, you know, same, same stuff we do. People put out some trade machine stuff. Um, I had a couple on here I wanted to get your opinion about, okay? Uh First one was Tobias Harris and Josh. So we've seen a lot of Sixers talk and we've, we've been like, no, we, we, I don't know if you, if you want to hear our thoughts on the Sixers, Ryan, and I talked to like uh, probably two, three episodes ago, go check it out. Um, you know, we're not really in favor. We don't really think there's a big deal there to be had, but this one, Ryan, they, they said Harrison Barnes and Buddy Hield for Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson. Is that even, is that a little bit better or still a no hard no for you? 
Hard no. It's hard no. Hard no. Uh, do all right. So does Sacramento get better with that trade? No. <laughs> like do do they do they really get any better? No. So why do it? What's the point? Why yeah. why why get tied into that long Tobias Harris contract for no reason? I, I thought it was a good time to reiterate the point on the Sixers because it's still it's still I every time I look somewhere I read something it's like it still comes up, you know. And we've we've talked about this at length, but for us really it's the Tobias Harris contract is what we're so. It's like, exactly what it is. It's for you to take on a contract like that. Sacramento is not getting any better by bringing that guy in. I don't think trade. I don't think Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson for for Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald changes Sacramento's win total by much, if any. It might even be worse because everybody knows how we feel about Buddy Hield on this podcast. Yeah. So on, honestly, so whatever. You, you have to go too hard on it. I mean, there's just nothing good out there, and it, it, it part of you know. Hey, I, I like I I am kind of setting this up to uh, help our case that we want Buddy Hield to stay on the Kings. We have no desire to move him, and how stupid some of the trades look. That's kind of why I bring these up. Uh, this one, okay, Memphis Grizzlies. Um, so Memphis Grizzlies would send Justice Winslow and Kyle Anderson um, and Grayson Allen to the Kings for Buddy Hield. Now this one I got I, I was like ah oh, shit because you know how much I love Justice Winslow I've been loving him but I, I still wouldn't do it I, it's a still a no for me man it's a no for me because where's where where are those guys gonna play dude where's Justice Winslow gonna play he we have Kent Bazemore like where where would Justice Winslow play screw Grayson Allen dude we don't need that dude tripping people on our team. <laughs> Who is the I, other guy? I, Kyle Anderson's like a cool. Kyle Anderson's player, cool. You know, Kyle, Kyle, like, Kyle Anderson's cool. I would accept that. But dude, Buddy Heald straight up averaged 19 and like a half a game with the shitty situation he was put in this year. All right. Buddy Heald is the elite shooter. I think, and you've said this multiple times, he can score 23, 24 a game in the NBA. I really believe that. So no, next. So those those are the big ones. It's just to reiterate a point, man. We like the trades on, out there for Buddy Hield suck. And it, honestly, if you're a Kings fan listening and you've been trying to see what the national media stuff is, anytime Bleacher Report particularly comes out with an article that's like uh, top trades that every team needs to make right now to get better, you know, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Buddy Hield's traded about six teams on there, and and the return for the Kings, it's like. It's as if the Kings are just giving him away, you know. Well, and I that's guess. what that's what people think. They, you know, unless I'm just mistaken, I think people think that the Sacramento's just done with Buddy. I, I think they're just like screw him. They're Sacramento. Just they want to get out of it. It's a bad situation. They want to get out of that contract so bad. I don't think so. Maybe with Vladi, all right. Maybe with that shitty ass man, general manager. But I think with this new system coming in, I don't think they want that. And from everything that I've read, is Vivek's a big fan of Buddy. So, I, you know, unless the media knows something that we don't know, which could be true, get the hell out of here with these crap trades. Yeah, I, I, I doubt, I doubt some dude trades. on Bleacher Report that's writing no for way, all the dude. He doesn't give a fuck no about the Kings. Uh, last one on here, I wanted to put it up there because it was a trade that we were really kind of on board for the trade deadline, right? It was uh, Kyle Kuzma. This one's cool, okay? Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green in a signing trade for Bogdanovich. 100%. I'd be about that. I'd be about that all day. All day. You know, would L, would LA do that? No, because who? I I, mean, I, I think no. I think I don't Dan, know. Danny Green is a good perimeter fender. He's got some size, and he's a better shooter than Bogdanovich. And then Kyle Kuzma, him him with his length off the bench for them. The the Lakers have guys. They have guards, dude. They Avery Bradley will be back. They have Caruso. 
they have Rondo, they have Contavious Caldwell Pope, they have J.R. Smith, they have Deion Waiters. They can bring these guys back. Lakers need that wing player in Kyle Kuzma. They need that guy off the bench who's six foot eight, who can score, who can come in the starting lineup if they need to. Um, I, I just I don't I don't think the Lakers would do that. But if it was up to me and the Lakers did off that, Sacramento needs to pull the trigger as fast as possible before the Lakers uh, renege on that one. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because I I was gonna say when I dropped this, we we were in favor for this uh, at the trade deadline just because of obvious. But so yes. many people at that time were were really shooting down these these rumors and they did not like the trade. So I bet you if this if I posted this like, uh, hey, actually like I I we recently joined uh, some Sacramento Kings Facebook groups with some new to groups. Hey, those those are actually pretty positive. A lot of chatter on there. You notice that. They are, uh, and I, I like them. I, I like them. I yeah. don't respond, and I don't interact with them. I, you recommended it, and I follow that just to see what people are talking about in Kingsland, just yeah. to see, you know, like stuff we could bring up, extra topics for us to talk about on the pod. Uh, but there is some good stuff. There's a lot of people in there that it's just like, what holy the crap, fuck you, you, don't know any, you don't know anything about basketball. But um, at least they're on there interacting. You know, I'm not one of those people who's into bashing just random people on social media platforms. We only bash this, the, the media members who think they know what they're talking about. Yeah. They just fucking say everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's, but it's positive and there's a lot more interaction on there. That's the, that's the thing. King's Twitter is fucking dead, dude. King's Twitter sucks. It's just a lot of people stroking each other. No one. And then people don't want to respond and no one wants to interact. I don't know what's going on with that, but yeah, you're right for that. For the Facebook group's ideas, but if 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 you put a trade like this in, like for for example, uh, like that Facebook group or or even on Twitter, right? Um, I've, I I would guarantee, and you put a little poll next to it, I oh, guarantee dude. that people oh, yeah, would they, just you always get those votes. You got that guy doing the the starting lineup, the all time starting lineups for the decades and stuff, dude. People would eat it up, man. What's the, what's the name of that group actually? What's it called? It's called the, the Sacramento, Sacramento Kings, Kings Bench, Bench Mob. Mob. It's fucking Bench Mob, huge. dude. Shout out, yeah, shout out to those guys, dude. I don't know who does it, man, but it's really cool. Yeah, they're they're cool, man. I'm I'm liking that. Um, but we should do an experiment though. Maybe we'll run a poll and just to you know, let's run a poll. Would you take this trade, yes or no? And then maybe see what the comments are. Just because I feel like most Kings fans would not be about this. So, um, probably our bulk conversation for today, Ryan, is the Kings did hire new, uh, you know, pre- what do they call him, president of operation basketball operations? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, First off, on this dude, how many? I didn't. I didn't know that there were so many people in, in Kingsland Twitter who knew the ins and outs of the NBA GM circle. <laughs> Did you oh notice God, how many man. people were just all of a sudden they're perfect. They knew, they knew about this candidate and this candidate. I'm like, I would love, I would love this guy. He's done this. That No, nah, you guys don't. All right. No, I'm not bashing people. All right. A lot of people don't know what they're talking about. I stayed out <laughs> of all that. Um, can, can I, the, the one thing I am upset about is there seems to be no clarification to Joe Dumers' role. I know they just came out with an actual title, uh, a made-up title for him, and supposedly he's not reporting uh, to – what's his name? Mane McNair. He's not reporting to that guy. So I'm kind of confused about the role that Joe Dumars has in the organization. And to me, it sounds like the most Sacramento Kings thing ever, and it sounds like dysfunction. <laughs> it sounds like dysfunction about 30 games into the season. Right around the trade deadline, it, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of dysfunction. But, uh, I, yeah, whatever, dude. I, it's, so, it's, all, it's all funny because uh, that, 
I, I got I just got such a kick. Now there were one or two people I will see out there in Kingsland who legitimately like seemed to know about this. I don't know how. I don't know who's just fucking this guy scouted this guy for this. I don't give a shit. No, I, I, we're not trying to be like really. We're cool. not those good guys. For, good for you. Like you knew that. But it's 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 it was funny how many uh they're listing out their resumes and they're like, oh yeah, he got they, he got credit for this draft pick and this draft pick and this trade. So I'm like, so. He's, what like you're, I'm pretty sure that that organization as a whole is is pretty solid. You know, I don't know this, yeah, this it, assistant guy's getting credit for every little pick, and that's how they were judging people. It, it, was, it was hilarious. Dude, it, it's it's like that every time Sacramento hires somebody. Oh, it's such a great hire. It's dude. It's it starts at the top with Sacramento. The organization at the top is terrible, and when you do stupid stuff and you make up these titles for Joe Dumars, and now there's going to be a power struggle again. Thirty games in where Joe Dumars doesn't agree with something that this guy's going to be doing. And we're going to start hearing about, about all the dysfunction within the organization. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to say, I told you guys. So Sacramento just needs to go get a guy to go run the stuff. Give the guy the power to just tell Joe Dumars to get the hell out of here. But that doesn't seem the case. He's a special advisor. He's like a special advisor to the owner, which is like pretty sure that's what, that's what Vladi was when Vladi came in, when Pete D'Alessandro was there, right? That was who it was there. Yeah, and it was just a whatever. weird dynamic little funny way. I'm going to get his exact title right now. Dude. It's going to be great. Okay, so uh, it, it, it is weird. It is the most Kang shit ever. But another thing, too, is with this whole GM search, um, with this whole GM search, dude, like how public it was. You know, like, did you notice that the Brooklyn Nets hired Steve Nash out of fucking nowhere? Like, no <laughs> one knew. The Brooklyn Nets, dude. I, I, do they still have that Russian owner, that Russian billionaire? He sold the team, huh? But, yeah, I think it's a bunch of this. Isn't Jay Z involved in that now? Didn't they, they put a group? I think Jay Z partially owns that team and stuff. And. But dude, dude, so you're like they, the Brooklyn Nets kept they kept that higher seeker, but the freaking Kings are over here. It's all public. Every time someone get eliminated, it's like he's been eliminated from consideration, or like six guys pulled out. My God. You know, yeah, I no would have too. That, Nobody no would want that. Job. All right, so here's Joe Dumars' official title. He is the chief strategy officer of the Sacramento Kings. Isn't that what the fucking general manager is? <laughs> Isn't the general manager's job to strategically put a team together and point the team in the right direction? Are you shitting me? <laughs> That's why I'm so confused. Like, people are like, it's such a great hire. This is so great. Yeah, it probably was. Monty McNair is probably really cool. He probably knows what the hell he's doing. But when you give somebody like Joe Dumars, uh, pretty much the same type of power within the organization as the general manager. You're asking for disaster. Sacramento did it again, dude. It's freaking hilarious. Just doing some weird stuff. Just but some the, random, dude. But the fact, dude, is doing that weird shit all the time. Like it's, he, he like wants like some special person to give him that secondary advice that he could just kind of like. Uh, I can factor in multiple decisions, and I can be the chief decision maker. That's like, like what that- he wants. It will. It, it sounds like they're trying to make Joe Dumars. Didn't Jerry West have this type of role when he was with Golden State? What's his face yeah, was yeah. the What's his face was the general manager, and then they had Jerry West, who was kind of just in the background, probably really pulling strings and and teaching. Uh, what the hell is the freaking general manager's name? I forget. Skinny uh, white dude. Is, is it Joe Lacob or is that the owner? Yeah, uh, no, Joe Lacob, right? Because then I don't know, dude. Is that who it is? Who, anyways, I don't know who those. Anyways, are. Jerry West, I, I forget, but Jerry West within that organization, he was the guy who was behind there pulling the strings. And it sounds, it kind of seems to me like they're trying to do the same thing with Joe Dumars. But Joe, Jerry West is the logo, bro. Come on, dude. That dude's yeah. track record is like, and it's crazy the amount of teams that he's been behind. 
Yeah, the well, Memphis. You can put some Memphis, Clippers stuff. Some Clippers, Lakers, Golden State, yeah, Lakers Golden State, stuff. Yeah, dude. Come Maybe on. just call Jerry Jerry West. Shit, but um, it, it, it's this. Uh, it reminds me of that that Stauskis draft video. Oh, that Stauskis draft. I bring it bring it up every once in a while. But what where like they went in there and they're like the anal- the analytics say this and all the, they had these like these nerdy uh, students who are analyzing the data and they're like on a whiteboard and they're doing this presentation. And I want to say it was Alfred Payton in that draft. And they're like, yeah, Alfred Payton is, is the best statistical player analytics to come in here. And then he's like, yeah, you know, but I really like Stauskas. And like, but Alfred Payton is the one that all the analytics point to. I think we're going to go with Stauskas. But it's, it goes back to what we, we said back way back months ago, right? Before the season, it was, it was like uh, Vivek has this weird – fucking obsession with the warriors you know having it been like a minority or uh, minority uh, owner there and that he's trying to do this weird like recreation of the warriors dude you know and, and that's where i don't know so uh, go ahead you're just real quick this reminded me you were talking about the stauskas i'm gonna go with stauskas it's just <laughs> like every just like everything in detroit pointed to drafting carmelo but joe dumars just had to go see darko working out dude he just had just to pull got that a curtain feeling. He just had to pull that curtain and see old 17-year-old Darko working out and seeing how smooth he was, and look what happened, dude. That's what that reminded me of. So it's just funny that Joe Dumars is now the chief strategy officer of the Sacramento Kings. Well, um, on some real talk, and then as we move into, like, okay, a GM. So we you know, we didn't think that this would happen. I didn't think Vladi was going to get canned. I, I remember when uh, back in March, right, when the season was kind of shut down, we were talking about what's going to happen, and – uh, we we were kind of back there, like you know what, like they probably you know, should consider moving on and and getting rid of Vladi at this point. It's probably the right timing for everything. But once the shutdown went deeper and deeper, we never thought that that okay. We're like okay, honestly, at this point, he's stuck here another year. So he's gone, he's fired, he resigns, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, but so now we have some new people in here. We didn't think this was coming. I think this could be really good news, dude. I really do. I think this would be good news because when you have new people at the top you have a new direction and you have, and you, and all those players that you, that were here and were part of some type of half-assed fucking plan that they were putting together a couple months ago, those are no longer potentially could be in the future here. Right. So we're talking Harrison Barnes. We're talking, uh, you know, it's just a lot of, a lot of people, I guess, really Kings have some flexibility. Do you think, what do you think it's going to look like early kind of stuff? What do you think? Okay. Real quick. So you're talking about, you know, bringing the new people, a new direction. That, that to me it doesn't feel like that because you kept Joe Dumars around. You kept like it's hard. It it feels to me like yeah they they want to go in that new direction. They want to do this stuff, but they're still keeping that little safety net. Just to, they're still keeping that guy around, dude. That's what it just bugs me. But anyways, what I think the new look Kings could be with this new direction. Um, we talked a couple. We've talked for the last probably six months about how Buddy Hield is most likely gone, and we didn't want him to be. There is hope that Buddy's going to stay. There's hope that. Sacramento isn't going to overpay Bogdanovich and that they actually could possibly move him. Um, there's hope that Harry Giles is going to stay now. Um, what else? What else do we got? Well, let me think. Let me think. Well, I think uh, Bogdanovich not being here. Well, no I said ties that. To that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I said that. I think that um, there's a possibility Corey Joseph is going to get moved um, just because of, just because of the, you know, just because he, the GM was in Houston and just assuming, I don't know much, but just assuming that they're going to want to come in and play fast and shoot threes, which Corey Joseph does none of that. Um, so that's just me. It, it, in my opinion, I think it's going to be 
the direction more of what we've been saying for the last year um, of, well, not what we've been saying, but how we've predicted or what we've wanted to happen. Um, so yeah, I think, I, I mean, anything that keeps Buddy Hield in Sacramento dude is good with me. I think, I, I, like I said, we can only speculate. We're, who the fuck are we? We're not going to be the one people that are going to come on here and act like we know what the GM here wants to do. But we, what we do know is that this, this dude coming in uh, spent a lot of time, like uh, years, like I think or maybe 10 years. I don't know if we went back that far in, in Houston. And so we assume that they're going to value three-point shooting. And they're, they're like you said, Corey Joseph, I hope that doesn't mean Corey Joseph. I read this article um, I wanted to bring up that kind of related to this because you said it, it could uh, some of the things that we've been wanting them to do actually could stay. And what did you think? What do you think about this? Because we've talked about it. Um, this article says that they could re-sign Bogdanovich and uh, keep Buddy as well. Do you? What right, do you so think of that? We've we've talked about this. If you can get Bogdanovich at the right price, thirteen million, twelve and a half mil. I think I think my magic number was 14 tops, and that was pushing it. Um, then yeah, that's cool. I I think he's a good player. I think he has a place on the team. I think he's a he's a valuable valuable offensive weapon. But if you're gonna go give Bogdanovich 16, 17 million, dude, it's not worth it. Sorry, cut ties. Yeah, it, his articles is it's crazy. So this was written like a one week ago. It says uh, Bogdanovich will likely be searching in the ballpark of 14 to 18 million per year, which in comparison is a bargain. And that's that's in comparison in comparison to, um, I, I'm assuming a players that they're saying like the Kings don't attract anybody in free agency anyway. So if you look at the last couple of years, like they attract and, Deadman and Corey Joseph, and that number was thirteen about thirteen million. Yeah. So they're just they're trying to say since you it's can't fair. it's since fair. you can't attract anybody anyway. Like if you pay Bogdanovich fifteen million, it's a bargain. But I don't look at it that way because that's, that's not to me, savvy. That's yeah, to me, savvy. to me, that's a loser's mindset, dude. To me, yeah. that's a losing mindset. Well, this is the best we're gonna get. No, fuck it, dude. Why don't you roll the dice a little bit? You've been a shitty, you've been a shitty organization for almost twenty years. Fuck it, dude. Roll the dice a little bit. Keep Buddy healed. You know, put the faith into Darren Fox. That Darren Fox is gonna make the step and be a top five point guard next year, which we think he's going to be. You know, have some faith that Marvin Bagley can possibly stay healthy. He's hella talented. Have some faith in those guys and have in some faith in the guys that are already there and say, screw it, dude. Bogdanovich, keeping Bogdanovich and paying that, if you pay him that much, you can write off winning a championship for the next five years while Bogdanovich is there. Because Bogdanovich is a 28-year-old. He's in the prime of his career. He's not going to get any better. All right, That's what I, I think people are missing and don't understand. And we've reiterated it a bunch of times over the last year. Bogdan is not going to get any better than what we are seeing right now. That is the best he's going to get. He's 28 years old. Uh, so bringing him in and overpaying him like that and not being able to spend money elsewhere doesn't get us closer to a championship. All right, now if your goal is just to get into the playoffs next year what a, you know, or two years from now, okay, maybe. But long-term and doing what's best for the organization, what's best for Darren Fox for once, all right, do what's best for a star that you actually have. You know, do what's best. Like you didn't do it for DeMarcus Cousins. Do what's best for Darren Fox. All right. If you cannot get Bogdanovich at the right price, grow some testicles and let him walk. Screw it. Yes. Yeah. Preach, preacher. So uh, on on here, uh, this is Sacktown royalty. So take that with a grain of salt. Uh, Divock was committed. This is a quote. From, uh, Jason Jones put this. So wow. Okay. So Jason Jones wrote this, and then Sacktown royalty put this in their little blog. 
Uh, but I'm going to read it to you guys. So third hand here. Divock was committed to keeping Bogdanovich and matching any offer. Now that's up in the air as to whether the Kings would match a deal for the restricted free agent trade heel or keep bull. So, you know, some people are kind of opening up their minds to, I hope, I hope it's like the biggest blessing. If, if Bogey's gone, we will be so juiced. Uh, we got to do something. Come on here, sing a song for everybody. I, I don't know. But, because if that dude signs for like $18 million somewhere, I was just going to laugh my ass off. Um, they did the, One article, Ryan, talked about Jabari Parker and how he could be. I'll send it to you. Um, I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> it says Jabari Parker could be the key to their success in the future. Okay, I think that's a little bit of a reach. Well, quite, well let <laughs> but me, let you me go ahead and go and inter- rift on it. Yeah. Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker. He's not really making much money next year. Jabari Parker gets buckets, dude. I think there's a possibility that he can be a uh, the sixth man. There is a very, very high possibility that Jabari Parker can come in and be a, a sixth man of the year candidate in his career. That He's that type of scorer, all right? Put on the right team in the right position, that dude gets absolute buckets, dude. Oh, and but he's got to stay healthy. He's got to stay healthy. That's it, too. Yeah. Um, I, I was juiced when Jabari Parker came here. Uh, but he's got to be in the right position. And if if this guy's going to bring over the Houston's mindset and you just want to run and score and you're not really worried about defense, Jabari Parker fits the mold. He's perfect. Him and Marvin Bagley are perfect to be in that system. So, But who knows? It's all speculation. But I, I actually like that, dude. For once, Jabari Parker's getting some love, dude. Some love. He does score in buckets. He, he score, does, dude. He, score he, don't, he don't do much. He don't play defense, but he gets some freaking buckets, dude. Uh, with anything, I think that the it, as we look though into the offseason, one thing I'm really keeping in, in the in my mind is like I, I think that you know we're really banking on Bagley to tear it up, which I think he will. We believe that he will. But it, the Darren Fox is going to hopefully if the Kings are going to want if the Kings are going to get to that next level, Ryan like you like to say I don't know you like to say championship team, and I I really think that we so I, I don't like to think that way. Actually, I think like we'll say a conde- a contending playoff team. That's where I think the Kings that's what I mean by that a contending team, not yeah. not just a playoff team, but a contender. You're not going to go in there and just get swept, dude. You know you're you're not going to go in there and get swept. You're going to be a contender, right? You maybe what the maybe what the Nuggets were last year, a contending team that's taken teams to to seven games. But that's right. what it's gonna it's gonna take because it's gonna take De'Aaron Fox to do it, and De'Aaron Fox will it get is. to that point. I brought up a thing about a, a week or two ago, and it was Jamal Murray, and I talked about how guys get their extensions, um, they get those max extensions, like the way that the the timing works out from their rookie year, they're getting those extensions before they actually reach that that level as far as that level of impact on the game and that level of statistics and recognition. And, and you got to go back and look at Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray was an example of that, where he got that max extension because everyone knew he was about to take that step. Um, and obviously he got it. And then look what's happened in, in, after that year, one, two after. Um, it, it's the, a risk. Took, it's a risk. But, but, but is really, though, you know, you do what you got to do. De'Aaron Fox, yeah. I, you, you can take that. And, and the Kings, I think De'Aaron Fox is that to have a player. I think he could take a huge stride like that. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take that to really get over the hump at some point. I mean, if we're being real about it, they can draft and trade whoever they want, but it's going to take those guys, one of those guys to just burst on them. It's going to be very, it's very important. And I, I just said a few minutes ago, it's very important that Sacramento does what's best for Darren Fox. It do what's best for your superstar. All right. Because he's going to be here for the next 10 years. All right. And I really believe that next year he can be a top five point guard in the league. So, you know, invest in your investment. 
All right. Like take care of that guy, dude, put him in good situations. That's why I'm so, you know, like, that's why I don't want to bring in Tobias Harris and all these trades. And I, that's why I don't want to sign bogey to so much money. You know, you paid Harrison Barnes, you paid buddy, give some flexibility for yourself to take care of Darren Fox when the time comes right three years from now, when Darren Fox is that dude, you need to be able to take care of him and paying bogey paying, you know, bringing that money in for Tobias Harris just isn't smart, man. It isn't. I liked it. I like. I like the little take there at the end, man, because it was it was clean and honestly summarizes um how we feel and it, it falls in lines with our principles about you know sometimes the best ability is flexibility. Um, hey guys, we appreciate you listening in. If you uh, uh want to listen to anything, Kingscast, remember check out our entire catalog uh, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, if you ever want anything read on the show you just want to shout out feel free to tag us uh we're mostly on twitter at kingscast eric and at kingscast ryan and then at kingscast um and then check there to stay up to date with the podcast so with that uh for ryan this is eric go kings Kings. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.